Alright, so I've now moved from the pool onto the deck. And if you hear any strange buzzing, that's because there's this wasp that won't leave me alone. I'm trying to kill. Uh, anyway, so... Series shit. <laughs> okay, so now I am inside because the wasp decided that I was the enemy. And here we are. So anyway, uh, the other thing I was going to talk about, and this could steer into either a long podcast or a couple. We'll see how it goes. Basically coming off of that group that we were all talking about, uh, Dinky Dungeons, a, another group was formed. I think Mark did it, but it could have been Norbert. And uh, Norbert's last name is M-A-T-A-C-H-E-U? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I think Mark formed the group, but he grabbed me, Norbert, Ray, and of course himself. And we all started talking about doing something of our own. Uh, we were all fans of the Dinky Dungeons, I think. And it, I don't know, it, it sounded like a good idea. So we all started talking and really, you know, it's kind of like you get three or four physicists in a room. They all debate about how you should do something and obviously it's no different when you get a whole bunch of rpg writers and designers because i'm pretty sure all of us have tinkered with and wrote and released something i know ray has a blog i think it's jelly saw uh where he or a site not a blog i think he has a blog there too but it's a site and he has numerous games that he has tweaked or written and those are available. Norbert has also done that. And we all know Mark. Mark's written, uh, what was his, uh, he did the World War II game. He did the rewriting of Gangbusters. Um, he's done other stuff too. And of course me, I tinker with. And, you know, for some reason I have a sci-fi game that the French like. I don't know. Anyway, so we were all in a group and we started chatting and Norbert is a huge fan of early D&D, uh, actually predating D&D. Um, I've always been kind of a fan of the white box era. I don't really like the, uh oh, going to lose my OSR cred here. I really don't care for the three little brown books. They're terrible to read. They're disorganized and I don't like that so much of it is based on an assumption of your knowledge of chain mail. I really don't think you could take somebody off the street, hand them the three little brown books, and they could run something. We look back at it like I was never exposed to those growing up. So I come to those with some preformed notions of how to do things. And so when I read them, I might not do things the way that they were actually intended because I'm applying modern ideas or things that developed later in games that weren't necessarily how the, the originators of the game thought to do things. And not only that, but I think it's a shit system. <laughs> I'm sure I get some flack from that, but original D&D &D blows. 
Now, if you take some of the later retro clones, some of those are pretty cool, and they've worked out some of the kinks and, and made them fairly well. But the original ones, man, I would I think I'd hurt somebody before I'd run those. Anyway, back to the point of this whole ramble. Norbert was talking about Dave Arneson, which I I guess I'll make another confession here. I have played D&D since I think the summer of 83 or 84. I think the summer of 83. And I am a casual fan. I love the game. I create things for it. I map for it. I do stuff like that. I've played it for what almost four decades now. But I really don't care about the history. I've never really cared about it. I've never delved into it. I've never really thought about it. You know, it never dawned on me that the first book said Gary and Dave and all the other later books just said Gary. <laughs> I never thought about it. Didn't care. Uh, anyway, so he was going on about how they had done things a certain way as they transitioned from Bronstein, I think I'm going to call it that, Bronstein, to D&D. &D. And that coupled with, uh, if you know James and Robin, oh shit, I'm going to forget your last name. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Old school, shit, old house rules. Fuck, what's their name? Anyway, they wrote Pits and Perils. Go look it up. It's not hard. There's this great thing called Google. Anyway, um, they, of course, had written a Bronstein uh, game that I believe they worked with Dave Wesley, who was the original guy that did Bronstein. Uh, Bronstein. Oh, shit. Anyway. I'm sure you guys are laughing. <laughs> anyway, uh, I had, you know, learned a little bit from interacting with James and talking to James about it, but I never really, it never clicked for me. And then the other day, uh, Friday night, somebody posted that the Secrets of Blackmore had been finally released. Unfortunately, it was on Vimeo and I had to create an account for fucking Vimeo. In my opinion, one of the worst video streaming services on the planet. Maybe they're better now. I don't know. They sucked years ago. Anyway, so I watched that. And, oh, wow, I got totally off tangent, didn't I? So I watched that, and we in the group, me, Ray, Mark, and Norbert, had been talking about stuff. And Norbert, I think it was Thursday, had posted his kind of hacked together rules from what they've said on blogs and in the movie and in videos. He hacked together kind of what they did back in the day when they were really exploring going from, you know, the old war games, the Napoleonic Wars, and as they were transitioning and Dave Wesley was creating this thing called Bronstein, Bronstein, <laughs> And they, they kind of made this, you know, quick little thing based on all of those little tidbits that he'd gotten from different places. And I read it and I kind of was like, eh, that's interesting. And Friday afternoon at work, I had a little bit of time and I threw together something based on what he did. But then I tweaked it a little bit because, you know, game designer and... I've written up something and I'm playing around with it and I want to run some games 
I'm calling it ED&D because it's early D&D. <laughs> before Gary released D&D, I think this would be based on that. So I just kind of, you know, mocking D&D a little bit. But as I, I, you know, I just got out of the pool, I took a shower before I came back in here and started recording. And in the shower, I thought, I, I had the thought that actually that's kind of a disservice to Dave Arneson, calling it ED&D. So I think I'm going to try to work out another name because really this would be, I, I'm taking... Dave's ideas interpreted by Norbert, Norbert, Matsuch. I think that's his last name, Matsuch, Matasuch. Anyway, I'm taking Dave Arneson's game interpreted by Norbert and creating my own thing. And it's weird because I think this might be the game I've always wanted to write. I've always wanted a universal system that could handle any game. And I think my last decade of life, game-wise, has been wasted trying to write the game that covered that. And the solution is the ref. The solution is the ref because the ref is the arbitrator of the entire thing. So, you know, like you look back at some of the old rule sets and they would say, this book is a guidebook. You don't have to use these rules. This is a guidebook for how to play a game. And the more I think about it, the more I think that, and then maybe I'm totally wrong, and I'm sure a bunch of history buffs are going to come here and tell me I'm wrong. I think... Gary and Dave played games, and then when they tried to put them down black and white, they realized that that is a much harder thing to do. To write rules that explain how to do something that I think you really can only learn how to do by watching and doing, I think that they cobbled together the original D&D books from all of those ideas and trying to put them in a format that an outsider would be able to understand. And that kind of goes back to where I was saying those three books, if you gave them to an outsider, I think they were attempting to create something that an outsider would be able to use in a game. But I don't, I'm not sure if they really, obviously people did and people ran games. Otherwise we wouldn't be talking right now, but I think what came out of that was essentially a million different versions of what they were doing. So anyway, so Ray, me, Mark, and Norbert are exploring the idea of writing something and maybe trying to produce a uh, do-it-yourself little box set type thing. I think it'd be kind of neat if we released like a little, uh, if you've ever seen like um, Altoids, they come in those little tins. I think that'd be really cool to release a game in that kind of a packaging format. Maybe a steampunk. I hate steampunk, though. Anyway, so that's my rambling... Whew, this is a long, rambling podcast of Matt's sort of gaming thing that I've been doing. So I'm going to look at probably trying to run some of my soon-to-be-renamed ED&D game. 
because I want to see if it really works and I want to see if players will accept this slim rule book with the assumption that the GM or the ref, I think I'm going to start calling it a ref instead of a GM, that the ref has arbitrary control over everything. I don't know. Anyway, if you're interested in seeing a peek at the ED&D rules, find me over on MeWe, and I will probably post something about this on my blog when I get around to writing it, because that seems to be hard these days. I don't really care for the blog. don't really care for any blogs. Anyway, so that is now Series 2, Episode 2. Talk to y'all later. Thanks for listening.